Hi, my name is Kai Kamaka, a former UFC, current Bellator MMA fighter, and you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Colbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams. And you know, I'm never alone. I have with me the man, the myth, the legend, the one that makes my voice sound so elegant, and the one who just knows everything about NFTs. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome someone who I like to call a personal friend, sometimes an enemy, frenemy, depends if he's been drinking or not. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Colbert Durand. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm exceptional. How you doing, Justin? I am living the dream just like our friend here. Now, Kobe, we've had this guest on before. He was on Season 9, Episode 17. He is from Hawaii. This guy is the third in his name of generations. And on top of that, he is technically, I think, on a three-fight win streak since we last spoke to him. Maybe two. I'm not quite sure. We're going to go with three just because it sounds better and a little more a trope. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast for the second time, our friend Kai Kamaka the third. Kai, how you doing? Uh, doing good. Thank you guys for having me again. Oh, anytime, my brother. So you fought October 7th, 2023 at Bellator 300, a bit of a staple uh, in terms of event numbers. It's a nice round number, signifies a lot of stuff. And you fought a man by the name of Henry who was going in there essentially the veteran how did it feel coming out getting the split decision uh it felt good i mean just because i mean i feel like i won i felt i felt you know like i was in a fight but i felt like i I was the one that was ahead so i mean yeah i mean it feels good to get the split decision um there's a lot i'm not happy in the performance but i feel better than henry that's for sure (laughs) i mean I would hope so. I would hate for you to win and be like, you know what? I wish I rather lost. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> so going into the Bellator 300, like we said, it was a bit of a bit of a higher number. It's a nice, for some reason, every 100, 150, 200, 300, all those are very synonymous with being echelon tier. What did you do going into Bellator 300 that maybe you didn't do at 295 or 289? Oh, well, this is a long camp. I was supposed to fight at Bellator 298 um, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I was preparing like roughly, like mentally, mentally, I was preparing for that for 13 weeks. Physically, probably about 12 and a half, say more 12. Um, and then I my, my opponent pulled out, Ahmed Magomedov. And then, yeah, he put he pulled out, so I'm waiting around. About a week, but then I get the guy that um, who just beat Ahmed Magomedov, Henry Corrales as my next opponent. So I I end up then preparing for 
Henry physically and mentally for the next seven weeks that leads into this week. So, I mean, it was my longest camp yet, but um, I think that was probably the, the what was the most different about this is the highest level fight I had, but also the longest time I had to prepare with the most adversity and, you know, different type of ex- experiences in the business I could go along with it. That. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense given the fact you fought in April of twenty April twenty second and then October and knowing your track record, you tend to you tend to like to fight in December. That seems to be your thing. And yeah, so yeah, December, April, May, and then a bit of a long layover until October. Interesting. Interesting. Well, glad to see you're back in the ring and glad to see that you're winning. Yeah, Kai, your last seven fights, you've had three split decisions and a draw. Do you think there's an issue with judging in MMA or with the judging system in MMA? I think, I think, I think kind of both, both feel like there's, it's not really clear on rules, you know, the rules, I mean, but it's fighting. So, I mean, it has to be real subjective type of judging. Everybody has their own preferences, but it's not clear. On top of that, the people that are interpreting those rules and judging I feel are not qualified or underqualified for their positions. Mm-hmm. So both will kind of go hand in hand. I mean, there just there's things wrong with judging, and then there's things wrong with the way they're supposed to judge on. Yeah, because it's got to be kind of disheartening to be in so many like split decisions where you're always going to end up with controversy after it. Have you had anybody kind of barking at you about this one? No, not really. I mean, there's there's a few there there's a handful, but not 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 too crazy. It, you know, if you feel, yeah, it wasn't as bad. It it wasn't as bad as previous ones that I've seen. Okay, good. And then afterwards, you're you're calling out James Gallagher. So why Gallagher? Um, it's it's. I feel like that's that's a great matchup. He's just getting back active. He's he's got a good name. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a matchup that. You know, I I'd like I like to I like to take his name. He, you know, he, he has a lot of eyes on him. So I just beat a good veteran and skilled guy in in Henry Corrales. You know, he, Henry just beat somebody that was ten and old prior to him, uh, prior to fighting me. Um, I mean, I beat I beat I I I showed that I can go against the, you know, um, against um, tougher veterans, but. Um, so I, I mean, I feel like it, that you know the name doesn't really matter if at all. I just I just wanted to pick a name, and you know James Gallagher was a guy that I I was I just kind of thought about. Okay, so no bad blood there. No, no bad blood at all. I, I mean, yeah, no blood at all. Okay, and any interest in maybe trying to get one back against uh, Justin Gonzalez? Yeah, I mean, for sure, I I would love to get that fight back. You know, especially. Especially because that that feel I after that fight a lot like how I felt in the in the Henry Corrales fight you know there there was times where I mean, he may have scored points but I felt like I was in control of the fight the whole time and so after the fight if you ask me if there's any difference in like the way you were feeling before you got before the judges I mean before the yeah scorecards are read I I felt kind of the same in both of those fights as far as like what I was thinking was gonna happen. I felt like I won that fight too. We've had Justin Gonzalez on the show before, and I've I've talked about that particular fight with him as well. And so, me personally watching that fight, it's as close a fight I think as I've ever seen. 
in that I gave you round two clearly, and I gave Justin round three clearly, but round one was about as even a round as you can have. Only the system and judging doesn't really like to give 10-10 rounds unless nothing happens. So it feels like in that particular fight, round one is like the judge flips a coin at the end of it, or just goes whichever name is the last one he thinks of, and it comes out with somebody winning as a result. So I think that's one example. I think that fight's a perfect example of where the judging system may be flawed. What do you think? Yeah, um... That 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 I mean, yeah, I gotta. Um, if the way you explained that, I would have to agree, agree with you. Yeah, because they don't want you to give a ten ten, right? Like nobody wants to give a ten ten. You're almost forced to give a ten nine. But if you don't really know who won the round, then you're just making an arbitrary choice, and somebody burns. Like it, it can hurt someone's career as a result of it. So that's just one of those spots where I disagree with how the the system is actually designed. And and that's exact. Go on. And the reason why like I I felt like long about the Justin Gonzalez fight is because as time went on, other people in my weight like in in my weight class in my in Bellator um kept telling me that how, how they felt like I won that fight. So I'm like, yeah, well I mean what what do I not see? I mean Mads Burnell and Jeremy Kennedy, as well as like I I'm pretty sure a few others have um but those two are, are in extreme good tour. Mm-hmm. And they they tell me they um they thought I won that fight clear even Mads who who I didn't see for months after he clearly like he he didn't know what he's seen so I mean it, it's still like you know it's still unclear to me but I just gotta take it for what it is they gotta run it back they gotta run it back yeah yeah so is Justin Gonzalez the only one you'd want to run it back with I mean given the fact that T.J. Brown and Jonathan Pierce are still in the UFC but let's say you had a perfect world. Would you want to run all those three back or even Danny or are you just kind of content with how those played out? I don't really care about like, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to run it back with all of them. I know I can beat all of them because I felt like I dictated the pace in all those fights. Even back to the Jonathan Pierce fight, I just took it on short notice and I got tired. That's literally what just what I mean. That's what that's what happened. I took it on um, seven days notice and I just moved to Vegas. But the TJ Brown fight, I mean, I don't, you, I don't even need judging to tell you I won that fight. And then um, the Danny Chavez fight, I took it on short notice, and I, I, I felt I clearly beat him. It just they took a point away from me, um, saying I hit him in the ball. So I mean, it's all weird situations. But I would, I would, so I, I feel like I'm better than all those guys. I never did really get, I never did get beat. The Justin Gonzalez fight, um, that one sits a little bit, you know. Um, I, I more mad at myself at that fight just because I didn't. I felt like I, I could do more, but that's that's the one that eats at me the most. Well, I feel like you and Justin are gonna have to run that back the closer you two get to kind of fighting for the title. Which, I mean, selfishly, we've had both you on the podcast. Both you are really great people. We have no uh, no bias in the stake. But I mean, I would love to see you guys run it back when you guys are like top five each. That would be absolutely bonkers. Plus, the narrative would be awesome. Too. Of course. <laughs> of course. Now, Kai, was that your first time fighting in San Diego? Yeah, that was my first time fighting in San Diego. How was the atmosphere there? Shoot, I mean, it was, you only, I, I couldn't really tell because it's like you're in and you're out. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I really, I really wasn't paying attention to like the arena because I left right after, 
they yeah I, I i left right after my fight oh, okay but i love the city i loved where we were at we were right we were like right next to like a marina um right next to the airport uh, it was nice yeah nice weather we got to relax it made it, yeah everything was easy to find especially with fight week like the um comfort of like how i, how I cut weight and how i refuel was easy to find being close to the ocean did you train at all there or did you... I live in Vegas currently right now. Oh, okay. So I, I, I left on like Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So basically you went straight there. Yeah. Any, any particular, uh, training partners that stood out during this camp? Um, yeah, I trained with lot, like lots of rounds with Jeremy Kennedy, um, right Julie Nervosa. I'm a huge Kennedy fan. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, um, me and Jeremy, uh, Jeremy's like one of my best friends, if not like, and and my main training partner, and Cody Stamen, the um um Lance Palmer, those are those are uh, some of the, most of the guys that I was training with. Right on. Any any new kids coming up in the gym? New guys coming up in the gym. Shoot, I mean, not I don't know. There we're just. I think like it's just like a um, rising tide raises all ships because yeah, there's all of us are doing well right now in extreme couture, so it's hard to say. Right on. Yeah, as Canadians, we legally have to enjoy Jeremy Kennedy. Assuming this, <laughs> I mean, assuming he also likes poutine and beaver tails. Otherwise, we we should disown him. Oh yeah, that's easy. I mean, we're all. I mean, we're always together. Me and Jeremy are always together. All right, pass the mic over. I would love to talk to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the one watching your kids. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I was reading an article today, and it was talking about how, for instance, in the UFC, most of their champions can't defend like it's it's quick turnover at the moment and in fact bellator is currently the longest professional mma organization which has more than like all their champions or well, most of their champions have had at least one successful title defense do you feel that over in bellator the competition is now getting hotter and more intense than the ufc then pfl then ryzen like is bellator slowly creeping its way to number one honestly yeah no, I think it's, I literally think it's all even. It's pretty much, oh. it's all even because at this percentage wise, like the top half is all this even because the top half all treated as a profession. So it's hard to say it because you guys come, came from UFC. I, me, Jeremy and Mads all came from the UFC all in the featherweight division. So it goes back and forth. I mean, you can't really, you cannot really say, say, I think the bottom half of the UFC is better than the bottom half in Bellator, but the top half is the same, you know? Oh, so, I um, see. The, yeah, because the entry level guys in the UFC are way better than the entry level guys in Bellator. And just because they, it's harder to get into the UFC mm. um, at, at, at a lower level, at a lower level. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Now. From a Bellator employee perspective, if you will, what is your thoughts on everything going on right now with Bellator, PFL, and that potential combination? My thoughts, I, I mean, yeah. I, my thought is what is going on, I, and I wanna, I want this to get sorted, just to have some, you know, just some peace of mind. Everybody, everybody's asking each other the same questions, and we're getting like little answers here and there. Um, so my thoughts are like, um. I would love, I would love for this to get as sorted and ironed out as possible. I mean, I know, I know there's a lot of people that are involved in making these decisions, but I feel like what is unfair is 
the fighters are the last to know about everything in any situation in the fight game. The fighters are the dead last person to know what's going on. Like we're not, we're not in, we don't know until we have to like on not later than we have to know. And that's the part, that's the part that sucks about the MMA business in general, in any part. So that's why this, this situation sucks. Oh, I'm I'm sorry you're going through that. It does sound like kind of a bit of a weird thing. Like you guys put on the show, you fighters put on the show. If it wasn't for you, like the men division, the women's division, there literally would be no Bellator or in this case, MMA in general for that matter. So the fact that you guys right. are kind of, you people are shunned in the dark is a bit of a, a bit of a shot in the groin. That's minus one point for Bellator. But anyways. Yeah. I mean, it no, but I mean, that's, that's the same thing goes on in the UFC. Yeah, or that's in, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Because we just find out last, like even when, even when a fight pops up, our our names are being talked about between who, who matchmaker or promoter to uh, matchmaker to our manager and then us, you know, to see how that works. Like, so you don't know until, um, and then when on something has to get shuffled or like relate messages have to be relayed, the 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 fighter is always um informed last. Mm. So that doesn't sit right with me, but I get it. That's just, I mean that's. I guess that's just how it has to be because, uh, yeah, I, that's just, I, yeah, I feel like, I mean, it should be different, but that's just the way it, it happens to happen. Yeah, man, very, very few fighters get to dictate the way things move. The balance is not there, really. Mm -hmm. And for new fans of the show, just so you know, we have had Jeremy Kennedy on the show before, season four, episode 34. But given his last win, uh, do you think it's time they discussed him in a title fight, Kai? Uh, 100%. Jeremy deserves the next title fight. I mean, uh, if it was obviously Adam Boric to be the only guy in front of him. Yeah. But Adam Boric um, is coming off of a year injury and he already fought Pit, um, Patricio. So, yeah, Jeremy would be the next guy in line. Do you think he's a good, a good matchup in that fight? Yeah. I mean, 100%. I, I believe... Jeremy is at what Jeremy does at Jeremy's specific game. He's the best at what he does. Do you ever grapple with him? I grapple with him. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he's, he was in my corner. Um, Jeremy was in my corner this past weekend and I was in his corner in Ireland. So we're all, yeah, we're, he's, we're main training partners. So how, how heavy is he on the mats? On the mat? I mean, on the mats, he's really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Even as a smaller guy. <laughs> it's as advertised, even. Even um, what what he was doing to Aaron Pico, um, that was not a fluke. Okay, okay. So, do you think he can do that to Pitbull? Yeah, I mean, Pitbull was just at, Pitbull is just at one thirty five, and then he he has to fight Jeremy, who is a big one forty five er. So, a hundred percent, I believe I he can do that to Pitbull. All oh, right, on you heard it here first. I want to see that fight, man. I want to see that fight so bad. Now, if you don't get to fight Gallagher. And let's take Gonzalez off the table. Who else in your division would you like to match up with? Or do you think you're a good match for? Um, I think I match up with the kid Lucas Brennan really well. Okay. Yeah, and Pedro Carvalho. Now, that would be interesting considering, right? Like, it's, there's some history with the <laughs> with your gym there. So, yeah, that, that would be – I think that's actually the best fight for you, to be honest. I think it's also a very exciting fight for the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think so as well. Yeah, both you guys throw down, right? Like you're you're not sh you don't shy away from contact. So, uh -huh. I think that'd be a pretty awesome fight to see. Jeremy wants me to fight him as well. Oh yeah, 
Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy <laughs> oh, said, yeah. he said, bro, that, that fight's going to happen, I promise. <laughs> right on. Now, do you pay much attention to like the featherweight division in UFC? Yeah, I do because my uh, my other training partners they're they're, they're in the UFC like Julian Rosa, Dan Ige. Who has impressed you there in the UFC? Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot. Um, I mean Max Holloway is always you know is like one of my idols and the guys I look up to. But then the kid Ilya Toporia is really good. Uh, I'm excited to see how he does at this at this level that he's reached now. Yeah, I'm a huge Ilya Taporia fan, man. I'm I'm sad that the fight fell through. Like, <laughs> I'm really disappointed. But yeah, no, that's that's okay. So you also like Lucas Brennan, eh? Yeah. Hmm. I like. Luke, I mean, I feel like he's one dimensional. Yeah, but very good at what he does. Yeah, but I I I mean, I f- I feel like I face a be- like somebody better than that every day with Jeremy. So. Okay. Now, I, I think James Gallagher is one-dimensional. Yeah, they're both one-dimensional. I mean, I feel like they, they have the same game. And you don't mind going against a submission artist like that? No, I, I've been grappling my whole life. I'm predominantly – I'm my my base is wrestling. So, I mean, I, I just boxed growing up at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, I know a, you like collegiate. standing though, right? Yeah, Yeah, but I'm a collegiate wrestler. I'll say this though, you're tough to take down, man. Yeah, I mean, I I wrestle with a lot of good guys. I'm a I'm a my my base is wrestling, and I'm a, yeah, I wrestled in college. Right on, right on. So you did a lot of wrestling. You're a good boxer at it. Is there anything in your game you want to improve for your next fight, whoever that may be? I mean, I want to improve on everything. Yeah, I want to improve on everything. That's why people don't really know what what I what, you know what what I mean what do I mean. People think I'm a boxer. People think I'm a, a a lot of people that see my early fights think I'm a wrestler. Some people think I'm a kickboxer. So I mean, that's the name of the game is being as well-rounded as you can. And you know, it's not gonna be. You can't. It's hard to take me down. Or my against Oddly Edwards, I was the one doing the takedowns, and I can blend really well. You know, I feel like I just I'm always improving. So I mean, can't really put a finger. You know, to what exactly? I just want to improve on everything. I mean, being good at everything means you have an amazing defense and an arsenal that could obviously destroy anybody who steps in your way, which is kind of what you need if you have hopes for going for that title. You know what I mean? Uh, quick question before we actually wrap this up. There's, I'm trying to find your amateur record, and I've it, it, it's not too clear i see one where it's two wins and a loss were there only three fights in your amateur career no i i, I had like a lot of kickboxing fights growing up and then I, I was like six and one in me six and one okay so your other wins the only ones i can find right now it says tko and decision do you remember what they were no i mean that's that that part like that's so long ago that like i don't even remember no worries, no worries. I was just curious because I find with most of these MMA websites, everything is pretty good up until you get to amateur, and then people are like, I, I never fought that guy. And you're like, but it says on SureDog, and it was, yeah, SureDog's wrong. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm always just kind of curious. Anyways, brother, before I let you go, it was a pleasure having you on here, but we're going to do our quick little speed round as we usually do when it comes to, um, comes to our Canadian cuisine. Have you ever had a, uh, a beaver tail before? No. Really? Do you know what a beaver tail is? No, not at all. So beaver I mean, tail is Canadian. Beaver tail. 
Ah, yeah. Well, it's not a. It's a basically a deep fried pancake kind of sort of. Kobe, how would you describe oh. it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like a smashed donut, <laughs> right? But with additional toppings. Additional toppings, indeed. All right. What is your favorite movie currently? Thirteen hours. Um, really? The, yeah. That's a harsh yeah, that's, pick, man. <laughs> what the that's hell? A, <laughs> that's a bit. That's been my favorite movie for, like since it came out. That's awesome. I've actually never watched it, but I've heard it's intense. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I love how, like how true it is, and I just love the, the, you know, the, the like the lingo between, between the team. I, I, I love the yeah the team aspect, but I love like um, just how fast paced it is. All right, that's fair. I mean, I see John Krasinski, and I think of Jim from The Office, and I'm like, ah, Jim from The Office doesn't have abs and doesn't hold a gun. I didn't wrong. That that movie came out right in ending of my college years. So and I wasn't prior to that. I wasn't really into the office until I came back from college. So, I mean, it worked out for me. Okay, fair, fair. Once you watch The Office, it's hard to see Jim and anything else. Uh, last question: Who would be the best, or who is the best between these two fighters, Max Holloway or BJ Penn? Ah, oh, that's not a question. That's 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 wrong to ask that kind of question. <laughs> It, that's it's, wrong. It's, yeah, it's just that's like almost disrespectful to ask those two quick. But <laughs> it's just from yeah, because it's when in I in it's hard to say because Max Hall was inspired by we were all inspired by BJ Penn and it's a different era, like way different era. So I can't answer that question, buddy. So you're saying BJ Penn then? <laughs> you know, I, I feel like without BJ Penn, there would be no Max Holloway. Okay. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I got one last question. Who's the face of Bellator right now? Face of Bellator. Um, face of Bellator. That's kind of, I mean, I would say maybe like the one I would think about. The, uh, I would say Ryan Bader maybe right now. Really? Yeah. I, that's just like a, like if I'm looking like from an outside. Ryan Bader or, the, or I feel like Johnny Eblen. Like he's... Yeah, I feel like Johnny Eblen is a good like is like one of the like main faces because because of the topic of him sparring Sean Strickland mm-hmm. and like how well they've done against each other. Okay. And I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I well, I've seen I've seen it firsthand. I mean, I'm not going to speak on what I've seen, but um that that topic of them sparring each other and who who does has done well like has, like that's like a like a topic that's amongst people yeah and i think it rises the question of like you know that kind of um so like it kind of makes in the face right now that topic trying to even a landscape of promotions no it's, yeah yeah right now that is something that's on a lot of people's minds right yeah but you're saying you're saying there's a legitimate argument right yeah i'm saying like that yeah that i see that's what they're trying to make as a legitimate argument of the competitiveness right on Right on, Kai. Good having you on again, buddy. Thank you. I hope I hope that's a good answer. No, it is a solid answer, man. It's a solid answer. I thought you might pick. I thought you might pick. You know, Pitbull. I thought you might pick Amosov. But it's it's kind of hard, right? It's kind. I, I feel like it's kind of hard to pick Pitbull because he lost to Sergio and then he got knocked out in Risen right after. So he kind of like took away his spotlight. Um, yeah. Because he went down in like in size and lost. So it kind of like took away his pound for bound type of thing, and then yeah, I was thinking about the Amosov, but um, because of the Ukraine situation. But then this one is like I feel like the Johnny Eblen one is a good one because because yeah, the competitive 
with the UFC. Yeah, it's current. It's current. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's been current. Yeah, it's current. Right on. And he beat Musasi, so. Exactly. That's that's a that's a huge win, man. Absolutely huge. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.